My name is Elizabeth McIrvin, and this is my podcast, Mystery in the Radio Waves. Part one is where actors perform a classic radio play from the 1930s to the 1960s. Radio plays were largely popular because not everyone in America owned a TV between those years. Your options were to go out and go to a movie or go out and see a play, or you could stay in, get comfy, and listen to a murder mystery. They featured up-and-coming actors, classic Hollywood film culture, and a witty writing style. Part two is improvisers hearing the play for the first time, and they are challenged to perform it entirely from memory. Ultimately, it's a play and then a parody of that play. Improvisers may do things like make strong character choices that differ from their original story slightly, choose to include current pop culture references, or have twist endings. It's talented actors and improvisers doing what they do best and having a blast. I know I'm biased, but it is hilarious. I love when I get to do the editing because I know I will be nonstop laughing. I hope you enjoy it too. Now, let's get to Mystery and the Radio Waves. Hello, dear friends. I'm your host, Victor Mackin, here to welcome you through the squeaking door. Tonight, Mystery in the Radio Waves presents A Murderous Revision, the thrilling story about a radio playwright who was driven to record a real murder. Our actors this evening are Daniel Cotto playing Chris Turner, Ryan Piercy playing Ken Avery, Elizabeth McIrvin playing Lois Avery, Yulia Kirilova playing Harriet, Landon Scott playing Hank, Scott Kidd playing Doris, and Drew Horton playing George. Join us in suspense as we see what would drive a man to write a murder into fruition. What did you want to see me for? Oh, Chris, come in. Sit down. You, uh, you get to hear the show Sunday. I don't like to listen to the show. Oh, why not? Because I don't. That's all. You missed a good one. I put some zip in that closing scene. I want you to hear it. Got the playback ready. Hand me that record marked part two, will you? Thanks. Um, I don't know, Chris. I don't, I don't make you come to rehearsals. You don't have to sit in the control room all day. The least you can do is listen to the show at home. Well, listen to this now. Do you mean to say that you didn't really mean it when you told my brother you didn't love him? You forget, Doris that I heard you, every word, while I was hiding behind the Davenport the night my mother was here. George, I, I beg you, don't do this thing. Put down the gun, George. Now this is only what you deserve. You tricked me for the last time, Doris. You tricked me for the last time. What did you change it for? What is wrong with the ending the way it was? Why did you change it? Now take it easy, Chris. I'll tell you why I changed it. Because it was wordy and repetitious. It didn't tell the story. The boys upstairs... Oh, the boys upstairs. Yeah, that's just what I thought. The boys upstairs. They do everything but breathe for you. Did it ever occur to you that maybe people are wordy and repetitious? Chris, I'm trying to tell you the scene the way you wrote it. Just didn't play. Yeah, that's alright. 
All the trade cliches, drag him out. It didn't live. It didn't play. It didn't make the right goosebumps card on your left elbow. How did you ever get into this business? Who ever led you into a radio station? I'll tell you what's wrong with you. What you need is a good psychiatrist. Don't you tell me I need a psychiatrist. Let go of me! I said let go! <sighs> Why, you're nuts. Now, you listen to me. For two years, I've turned out a murder a week for you. Week in and week out. A murder a week. I eat murder, I talk murder, I dream murder. And for what? Every time I turn in a decent script, you chop the heart out of it. Your contract's up next week, Chris. You only got one script left to do. Well, write it and get out. You'll get better than a script. You'll get everything you deserve. I'm gonna show you what a real murder sounds like. I'm gonna show you if I have to kill you to do it. Good evening. This is a recording of an actual murder. The first, as far as I know. Not written, not rehearsed. It is respectfully dedicated to Mr. Ken Avery, editor and producer of the radio program, Murder, Please. This is my last show, Mr. Avery. I'm delivering it to you in its entirety. Cast, music, everything. The events and persons are absolutely real. It's going to be a great show, Mr. Avery. You'll hear everything but the climax. I'm speaking into a microphone concealed in my desk, concealed with other recording equipment I've rented for the occasion. The music you hear is coming from a high-fidelity phonograph at my side. This program is produced, edited, directed, narrated, engineered, and plotted by Christopher Turner, whose only claim to immortality is a single half-hour. And now, Mr. Avery, the leading characters in order of appearance. The murderer, Christopher Turner. The catalytic agent, your daughter. Lois, the victim, yourself. And now, please to begin. <laughs> Murder, please! Hello, uh, Ken. This is Chris. Uh, hello. Um, uh, uh, now, now listen, Chris. I hate to bother you at home, but I wanted to apologize for the way I acted. Can you drop over to my office right away? Sorry, Chris. No go. I put up with your little insanities for two years now. Temper tantrums. Insults. Two years of that was plenty. I see. You won't change your mind. Maybe you can find somebody more patient than I am. Good luck. Thanks, Ken. Thanks a lot. Lovely opening scene, Mr. Avery. Thank you. You did exactly what I wanted you to do. You just threw away your last chance to save your life. Good work and excellent performance. Well, if you want to come up to my office by invitation, which I suspected you wouldn't, there's still another way. The telephone book. Listen, Mr. Avery, the sound of the flipping pages. Your daughter's phone number. Ah, here we are. Hello. Hello, Lois. It's been a long time. Bet you don't even know who this is. <laughs> I don't recognize the voice. This is Christopher Turner. Oh, sure. Mr. Turner, how are you? Fine. Just 
fine. Well, how do you like living alone? It's alright, I guess. Rather be living with the folks? No, kind of independent this way. How's the writing coming? Oh, not so good, Mr. Turner. I've written five scripts so far, and every one of them has been rejected. I don't know what's the matter. Well, the reason I called was your dad and I had a talk this afternoon about you. He thought maybe I could pass on a few tips. Oh, I wouldn't want to bother you. Oh, no, this isn't an obligation on my part, Lois. I like to help young people. Say, uh, what are you doing this evening? You see, uh, here's the point, Lois. This is the only free night I'll have this week. Things are sort of piling up. And uh, maybe you're doing some little thing with your writing that I could straighten out in an evening. Well, all right, Mr. Turner. Good. You know my, where my office is? I don't think so. It's right across the street from the broadcasting studios. The Brown Building, room 208. I'll be right over. It's fine. And... Uh, bring your scripts with you, huh? I will. I certainly appreciate this. Not at all. Bye. Bye. I'll be right over and bring your scripts with you. I certainly appreciate this. Not at all. You see, that's how people talk, Mr. Avery. Now, let's see. What else? Gun taken out. Clear breach. Wall of chamber. Bullets inserted in the Three, four, five and six. Done in draw, draw close. And now we must wait. You see, Mr. Avery, fate is a better dramatist than either of us. Just when things start getting dull, the phone rings. Hello? Hello, Chris. Hank. Oh, what's up? I tried your place all night. I tried your sister's place. Finally, I, I called your office. I wouldn't let myself believe it, but here you are, slaving away for old man Avery again. Say, when are you going to go tell him to take a flying leap? I did that just yesterday. Well, today, actually. <laughs> no kidding? Yes. Oh. Congratulations. From here on in, nothing but bigger and better things. Yeah. Say, there's a uh, rip-roaring poker game going on over here. Just room for one more sucker. What do you say? No, I, I can't tonight. I'm doing my last show. Ah, oh, forget it for one night, why don't you? Live a little. Thanks, Hank, but uh, I can't. Look, I'm coming over and get you away from that typewriter if I have to use force. No, I can't, Hank. The show's... Sunday. Look, I got a script due tomorrow. You don't see me knocking myself out. Let him wait. Listen, Hank. You can't come over here. Don't you get it? Oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Chris. I, I, honest, if, if I'd suspected... Sure thing. Well, take it easy. Call me for lunch or something. You bet. <laughs> sorry, boy. Bye. Bye. Whew. That was close. Good scene, though. Lois Avery has just driven up in front of the building. She's getting out of the car, carrying her scripts. She wears a cardigan sweater, tweed skirt, flat shoes. She's young. 
She's very pretty. A girl with everything to live for. Now she's disappeared into the building. In a moment she'll knock on my door, and then you'll see for yourself how youth resists the threat of death. And this, Mr. Avery, would be the proper dramatic moment to end Act 1. Act 2. This is Christopher Turner once again, Mr. Avery bringing you, by transcription, the first recording of an actual murder ever made specifically for broadcast. The setting. My office. The music. Recorded. The time. Night. The victim. Yourself. Your daughter has just entered the building. And so concludes the usual resume with which we begin the second act of every murder, please. Program. I hear footsteps in the hall. Your cue, Lois. Sound. Knock on door. Come in. Thanks. I brought the scripts with me. Wonderful. Wonderful. Sit down. I hope I'm not putting you out. I always tell Dad to stop imposing on my behalf, but I guess he'll never learn. No. <laughs> Look, you're here because I want you here, and for no other reason. Cigarette? No, thanks. This is a nice office. It serves. Just a hole in the wall, but quiet. Nothing fancy. I like it. Well, how long have you been scribbling? Six months, Mr. Turner. Let's uh, just make it Chris, huh? What sort of things? Murder, mostly. Somebody told me that's what sells best. True, true. Well, uh, let's just start talking about murder. Maybe something interesting will come out. Question number one. Why do you think people kill? Oh, lots of reasons, I guess. Money, love, revenge. Mm, not really. Only for survival. They kill for money only when money means life. Their idea of life, they only kill for love when life depends upon that love. They only kill for revenge when life is intolerable without it. You see? That's very interesting. Could you kill? I don't think so. Well, maybe you could. Yeah. See? A gun. And loaded. Please, put it away. Take it. No, I'd rather not. It's very obedient. It won't fire unless you press the trigger. Take it, that's it. Now, now point it at me. Please, I... Think now. Think. One touch of your finger and you kill me. One little touch. A very delicate instrument, the trigger. There's a sense of power there. You feel it? I'm afraid. Fear, yes, but acceleration, too. Like the second drink. I feel it, yes. Yeah. All right. You can give back to me now. <laughs> well, so much for the murder. Rare. <laughs> now, uh, what about the victim? Afraid of death? Sometimes. What is death to you? Death? 
I don't know. No idea? Emptiness, blackness, nothing. Is that so terrible? Yes, because you really don't know. Like the doc? That's it. Do you know any more about death than you do about me? You? Yeah. Well, I know you work for Dad. Well, yes. But you've never even spent one hour with me. Once at lunch, you and your father sat down with me. Yet you came up here alone. How do you know you can trust me? I suppose I don't really. Look at this. Please, put it down. It makes me terribly nervous. Do you have any money? A little. How much? Ten dollars, maybe. Some change? Give it to me. Here. Why did you give me the money? Because you asked me for it. No! Because you were hoping I'd put down the gun, and if I'd said, a kiss, one kiss, then I'll put down the gun, what would you do? I suppose I'd... I suppose I'd give... But a kiss... That would be harder to give, wouldn't it? Yes. Kiss me. There. Thank you. Now put down the gun, please. I know it's a lesson in writing and all that, but it scares me. No. But you said you would. I said nothing of the kind. And if I had said it, you'd have been foolish to believe me. You can't trust a man with a gun... You feel helpless, don't you? Yes. While you could give me money, there was hope. While you could give me love, there was hope. But if all I wanted was revenge, there'd be nothing you could do to save yourself. Nothing. And if I told you that right now, right this moment, I'm going to pull this trigger and blow you to bits, tell me, what would you say? I'd try to talk you out of it. What would you say? I wouldn't know what to say. Then I'd shoot. I'd tell you about the electric chair. Very little threat to a man about a kill. Later, maybe when he's running away, then he'd think about consequences. But not now. Now, it's only kill. Now, what else? What else would you say? I'd beg him. He wouldn't listen. I'd plead with him. I'd say, please, don't kill me. And if he still wouldn't listen? Then I'd... I'd die. Hello? I bet you don't know who this is. I can't place the voice. Try. I haven't the slightest idea. Remember San Francisco and the Italian pizza? And the cigarette holder? Vaguely. Who is this? I hate guessing games. Harriet. I know at least 18 Harriets. Harriet who? Crawford. I just came in. I thought maybe you could meet... For a drink. Um, I don't know a single soul in town. How did you happen to call you? I shouldn't tell, I suppose, but Hank said you were working late at the office. Hank, huh? He gave me the number and said to be sure to call. Bless his heart. What was that? I said bless his heart. Yeah. Well, um, I'll call you tomorrow. Yeah, you do that. Well, bye. Guess I'd better get going. Why? We're not even started yet. Well, if you don't put that gun down, I'm going. I don't like it. Sit down. I want to tell you a story. Now listen. Now, now. This is just a sample plot. You can have it if you want it. It's about a writer who had great novels in him, great plays, but he was broke. So for the sake of a place to stay and a meal to eat, he started turning out radio mysteries. 
He turned them out until every drop of originality was squeezed out of him, and all the greatness he might have been ate into him because he'd leave nothing to the world, nothing but scripts to be swept up by studio janitors after the broadcast. Well, the writer made his decision one day. He'd do a last radio play, a radio play with an actual murder, the only chance he had for permanent survival. And he selected as his victim the man who had ground him into the dust. He selected his editor and producer, Ken Avery. I like you. I, I, I like you very much. I wish this could be happening to almost anyone but you. Get to the phone. What? The telephone. What for? You're going to call your father. No, no, I won't do it. You'll call your father and you'll tell him to come up to my office. Now pick up the receiver. No, wait. I'll do it. Now, take the phone. Tell him. It's ringing. Take it. Hello? Dad? Lois. Lois, what are you calling me at this time of night for? Something the matter? No, nothing. You want him to take you home. You don't feel well. I... Lois, what's the matter? Where are you? Are you home? No, I'm... Uh, I'm at Mr. Turner's. Turner's? His apartment? His office. I don't feel very well. Come and take me home. Come and take me home. I don't feel well. Yeah, give me the phone. Hello? Ken? Yes, Chris? Yeah. Lois came up tonight to discuss some script she wrote, but she doesn't feel very well. You better come and get her. I'll be right over. Sit down. We haven't got very long to wait. Twenty minutes have gone by. I hear the steps in the hall. The sure, plodding steps of her father, Mr. Ken Avery. The climax, ladies and gentlemen, of the listening audience I address to you. Mr. Avery will never hear this portion of the entertainment. Come in. Lois, are you... Well, what is this? Sit down. There's a chair reserved for you. Lois, what's been going on here? Tell him, Lois. He's going to kill you. He's going to kill both of us. Close the door. Now, Chris, put that thing down. Somebody's liable to get hurt. What's the matter with you? Drinking again? Nothing to drink. Very sober. Sit down. Chris, are you crazy? <laughs> Good line. <laughs> Perfectly in character. You see, Ken, everything is being recorded right now. Your voice, Lois's, mine, sit down. Recorded? For what? For posterity. For the show next week. <laughs> You'll have the honor of appearing on your own program as the murder victim. Here, let me show you. Right here in the desk. You see? It's a recording machine. I've stopped watched every second. It's been running exactly 25 minutes. You always made it a rule to plan the climax for 26.30 so you could have room for a final commercial. Well, that's just what I'm doing. According to my timing, you have about one minute and 30 seconds to live. All right, Chris. That's enough of the phony dramatics. Now give me that thing before somebody gets hurt. Stand back. I wouldn't want to mistime the climax of the show. This won't make a show. You won't have much editorial power, Mr. Avery, after a few seconds. There's the agency. They wouldn't put this thing on the air. No? Why not? 
You planned to kill me. From the beginning. Why, there's the trouble right there, Chris. There's no twist. Oh, yes. The twist. Right, the surprise ending. You told the audience to expect the murder to be successful, but our shows have to have some kind of surprise for the audience, Chris. You know that. Now, where's the twist? <laughs> Stole the editor. All right to death's door. Uh-huh. All right, Ken. Perhaps you can provide the surprise ending that's going to save your life. I don't have to. No? You provide the twist yourself, but you didn't know it, and yet the twist was part of the story all the time. Where, Mr. Editor Avery? You. You, Chris. You're the twist. Me? That's right. You're a flop, Chris. You're so used to dreaming on paper, you can't live anymore. You wrote about love because you never had it. You wrote about fortunes, and you're still two bits. You wrote about murder, but you... You haven't got the guts to pull the trigger. Now give me that gun. You think I won't shoot? I know you won't. Give me that gun, you hack. What did you say? I said you were a hack. Now give me that gun. Stay away. Give me the gun, you hack. No, I'm not. Let go. Let, let go of my Drop hand. it, I said. Drop it. Dad. Let go. Chris. Chris. You always... I like to change the ending. Dad! It's all right, Lois. Take me home. The records. They're all we have to clear us. Take me home, please, Dad. As soon as I can see what's on those records. Oh. Oh, this must be part one. Let's see. Good evening. This is a recording of an actual murder. The first, as far as I know. Not written, not rehearsed. Hello again, friends. Victor Mackin here to welcome you through a different squeaking door where anything can happen because everything, everything you are about, you are about, to, about hear to hear is completely, is completely improvised. improvised. Our improvisers tonight are Stephen Flowers playing Chris Turner, Zach Job playing Ken Avery, Cad Alter playing Lois, Elizabeth McGurvin playing Harriet, Garrett Palm playing Hank, Rachel Helen playing Doris, and East and West playing George. Join us as our cast keeps you in suspense. What's up? You call me in here? Yeah. Did right? you? Yeah. Yeah. Did you listen to this? Yeah, it's good, huh? No. What? No, it's not good. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, it's bad. I'm gonna be honest. I did. I did not honestly pay attention 
to this before you put it on the air, but it's bad and I don't like it. Uh, okay, you must be listening to some a different play. Play it, play it right now, and I'll show you how good it is. Okay, you'll 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 hear it. Right. It's good. Bob it on. God, why won't you die, Doris? Good God. I don't really want to. Just put this rope around your throat. Come on. I, I don't see the need to help you with this. Doris, come on! God, you've never helped with anything! Just die! I never help with anything. Remember that one time I asked you to take the trash out? No. Shut, just, just, just die! Jump out this window! The window's open! Jump out Asshole. of it! I'm gonna push you out the Trying window! Trying to murder me? Why won't you budge? Just go out the... Get, I'm gonna fill the tub up with water, alright? And then I want you to hold your head under the that water. That seems like a really reasonable way to go. Yeah, but it'll be so way. relaxing. Just do it. Just get in the tub. Fine. Fine, okay? I'm getting in the tub. Get in the tub. Here, I feel like I'm agreeing to this way too easily. Yeah, take this toaster. Take this toaster. Take it. Okay, go fine. On. Okay. Do I, do I have to go out this way, please? Yes. Just go out. Okay, fine. I'm done. Later. Bye. See? <laughs> yeah, no. You said C, but I feel like C is my response to that. Did you hear any of that? Yeah, it was awesome. They they had that realistic argument about how he's going to convince her to assist in her murder. Hey, you know, that's, that always happens. Hey, Pat, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. What? I feel like trying to explain that your stuff is bad is okay. just a waste of my time. Okay. okay. I'm going to... I'm gonna, you're going to do me a favor, you're going to write one more script, and you're out of here. Well, okay? hey, Your stuff I, doesn't swing no more. I, I have one more grievance with what we just listened to, which is that you changed the ending. Oh. Yeah, originally she didn't die in the bathtub. She, he, uh, he, he hit her with a hammer, and it was much better that way. Nobody, who, who, thro- who killed someone in the bathtub? That's stupid. People kill people in bathtubs all the time. That's okay, a very name, common name murder trope. Name one, name one time. Uh, yeah, I, exactly. It's a common trope. Yeah, that's stupid. See, I was doing something original. Hammer deaths, brand new, never seen it before, ever. Yeah. He walks up to her on the street right, in the yep. middle of the day. Yep, yep. He says, it's hammer time, and he hit her with the hammer. There's no way I'm putting that out. Well, hey, uh, you're, you're fucking lost, man. You, you don't know shit. I'm, I'm the writer. You're just a producer. You don't know anything. Listen, this is just real stuff. That's real. I pull that from everyday real life. This is real. I've tolerated you for quite some time, okay? It's not working anymore. I'm just going to say, drop in your last, whatever whatever you got working on, finish that up, and uh, we're okay, done. Okay, good, here. good, because I quit. So. Okay, great. I don't I have to pay you, like, a severance then. Uh, fuck. Uh, hey, okay, never mind. You're firing me. No, too late. No backsies. Okay, well, you know what? I'm happy about it because uh, you, you, you've been, like, uh, uh, killing my mood and and crunching down all my stuff and t- changing all my endings and you don't know anything and I'm gonna I could do so much better than this I'm so angry right now I'm gonna be honest with you I already started I was reading something else while you were talking so I uh, didn't I'm hear just, any of that. I'm gonna freaking choke you now Ugh. what the, yeah uh, that's I, right Grr. Grr. okay I'm cool sorry I don't know what wow. came over me that was crazy huh no it's okay I've I've fired people before it usually ends in a choking. Or two. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you saw that coming. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Um, well, hey, I'm still mad. I hear you, but get out. Uh, I'll leave and I'll write one more script, 
but it's going to be a real murder this time. Someone's really going to die. It might even be you. I'm sorry. I was reading. What did you? Okay. I'm, you it sounded a bit you ominous. Hey, you're lost. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Take off. Uh, hey, uh, listeners, this is uh, Chris, um, back again with my crazy radio hour. Uh, uh, tonight is going to be my last show because I'm going to do the first time murder ever, actual murder broadcast on air. That's right. It's a murder mystery, but it's going to be a real murder. Whose murder? Wait. Uh, yeah, Ken's murder. My boss, Ken. Right? Yeah, my boss can. I'm gonna kill that guy. Um, I'm gonna kill him on air. I'm recording everything with recording. Uh, I'm here at my office with a bunch of recording stuff concealed in my desk. I got a microphone concealed in my desk. I got I got a guy who's doing the sound concealed in my desk. Um, I've got all the music you hear is on this phonogram right next to me that's also concealed, not in my desk. I, I put a big, I put a flower in front of it so no one could see it. Point is, everything's concealed. Um, and Ken's gonna die tonight. I'm just gonna call him up real quick and talk to him. Oh, time of day is night time. Bring. Hello? Hey, hey, Ken, buddy, it's Chris. It's your old pal Chris. How's it going? Oh, hey, Chris, you old such and such. What are you calling me so late? I was just in the bath soaking the boys. Oh, in the bath? What? It's late. I was in the bath. <laughs> soaking the boys? Yeah. Your, your children? <laughs> I wasn't, I was not driving children. I, thought... I just had that one hot daughter. No, uh, no, I, it's a metaphor. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, I wanted to invite you down to my office to go over that script. Oh, no. No, I don't, I, no. Not even going to give me a reason or an excuse or anything? I mean, it's late. I said it was late, and I told you I was okay. midway through sucking the boys. I wouldn't want to get in the middle of that, whatever yeah. that is. We're still unclear. <laughs> yeah, no, I, listen, here's the thing. What? Uh, I, honestly, I'm going to be perfectly frank, it's beyond just the fact that I have to really towel off hard right now. I don't care for you. I don't uh, feel like I want to talk to you in person. Uh, you're throwing me like a real weird vibe, calling me. It's literally 2.30 in the morning. Um, so I'm like, what are you calling okay, me about? You're the one taking a bath at 2.30 <laughs> in the morning, guy. Yeah, I'm dirty. Okay, hey, you know what? Fine. I don't, I don't want to get into that. Whatever. I'm, I'm cool with you not coming to visit me. I'm, I'm, I'm surprisingly cool about it, so. Okay. Talk to you later. All right, goodbye. Uh, just what I wanted. Um, you did. Thank you, Ken, for not. Co I knew you were taking a bath and that you wouldn't come to visit me. That's exactly what I thought you would do. Um, Cause now uh, that was your one chance to save yourself by coming to see me on your own. That'll make sense. Um, now instead, I'm gonna call your daughter. Yep. Here I, oh, nope, yeah, I'm going to call your daughter in one sec. First, I'm going to take this gun concealed from my desk. Ah, yes, the gun, the, uh, the, the hammer, the, um, the chamber with bullets in it. Um, this is good radio. You guys like this stuff, right? Click, click, click. Okay. 
just just chilling. Just gonna load this gun, keep loading about it, hope nothing interrupts me. Uh, what do I like about guns? Um, the fact that they uh, shoot stuff. Chris, God, I've been calling all over, all over town looking for you. What? God, I called your home. You don't recognize my voice? No. Uh, it's Hank. Oh, Hank. Yeah, Hank. Oh, hey, how you doing, Hank? I called all over town looking for you, and you, you don't recognize my voice? I, I'm like your best friend. Oh, geez. okay, this is awkward. Uh... Uh, uh, what can I, uh, oh yeah, Hank, 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 totally, uh, Hank, how, how can I help you, man? What's oh, up, what's up? Yeah, Chris, buddy, uh, look, hey. Just before you ask, you are not the 10th caller, you did not win tickets to the Foo Fighters. What are you talking about? There was a contest, okay, what's up, Hank? Uh, we're doing radio plays, who are the Foo Fighters? <laughs> <laughs> They're just new sound, hey, Hank, okay. what's up? Uh, okay, Chris, oh, hey. No, we've got like this uh, a poker game going on. Okay. And it'd be really cool if you like came out to play. We need like a, we need somebody else. You've been working so hard, man. Uh, so I, hard. Uh, like I see you working so hard. Hey, uh, Hank, I'd love to, but I can't because I'm working. <laughs> I'm working too hard. I got this play. I got this next radio play due. It's it's airing on Sunday. Uh, just tell your boss to like. You go jump off of a cliff. Yeah, hey, I told him to I told him to take a hike just today. Oh, that's better. Yeah. Yeah. Take a hike. Oh man, you you got it. Uh look, do what I do. I got a script due in the morning. Haven't touched it. I'm gonna go play poker anyway. Cause you know what? It doesn't matter. It's just words on the page. I'll just write it out and then like uh you know, who knows? Hey. It'll happen. I'm telling you, I can't come over. Oh, you got somebody? I gonna you got my bar. What? I'm gonna kill my boss. I'm killing my boss tonight. I'm gonna kill my boss tonight. I can't come are over. We, are we doing the work? Are we talk, you're gonna kill Just me. <laughs> Just, oh, sorry. Yeah, you're totally right. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know you what that means. I mean, that sounds great. You know, like kill the boss. Well, kill okay, the inner critic. That, you do have kill to that the inner voice. boss. Telling yeah, you what to do, boss. you know? Right, I right, get right. it. You get it. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'm hanging up on you. Oh, what? Okay. Good luck with it. Click. Okay. Oh, let me call. Okay. Yeah, let me call Lois real quick. <laughs> Ring. Yo, what up? Oh, hey. Uh, recognize my voice? Uh, no. Oh, well, it's, uh, it's me, uh, Chris. Chris. Yeah, it works with your boss all the time. I do the radio plays. I write the radio plays for the station. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, you remember me. Why are you calling at 3 a.m.? It's uh, my masturbating uh, oh. time, so oh, kind uh, of weirdly interrupting. Hey, uh, apples doesn't fall far from the tree, I guess. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, your, your dad and I were talking today about uh, me helping you out with your writing, so I just thought I'd give you a call and see if uh, you want any help. Yeah, that would be amazing, I guess. I have, like, five scripts that I wrote, and they've uh, all gotten rejected, so uh, it would be, like, really nice to have, like, professional opinion. Oh, uh, yeah, well, that, why, so. why don't you come over? Okay, cool, like, tomorrow? I'm, I'm really busy all week. Now's the only time I can do it. Um. I'd love to help you out. It'd be really helpful for you, but it'd have to be, like, like right, you have to come over right now. Okay, well, um, sure, let me just, uh, finish eating cereal out of the shoe and I'll be over. Uh, okay. Uh, hey, do you know where my office is at? Uh, it's in the same building, right? That my dad, I mean, he took me on, like, uh, daddy-daughter work days, so I remember going there. But... It's across, yeah, it's across the street and next to the 7-Eleven. Oh, okay, cool. I'll, um, pick up some jerky on the way. 
Okay, cool. See you soon. What a weird girl. Um, <laughs> just gonna chill here. You guys want to listen to some tunes? There she is. Huh, oh, that was fast. Lois arrives, um, parks her car, gets out. She's wearing a cardigan and apple bottom jeans. And she is, she has a cute smile and a sexy, sexy ass. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is good. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, I didn't realize I was talking loud there. Okay, she's in. And uh, that's, she's coming to see me, unaware of anything. And this is the perfect time to end Act 1. Act 2, starting now. <laughs> hey, Ken, uh, if you're listening to this, which you won't be, as I know, um, your daughter is totally coming in, and who knows what's going to happen. She thinks she's going to get writing advice, but actually it's going to be a lot crazier. And at the end of this, you're going to die. Oh, she's here. Uh, yo, what up? Hey, Lois, hey, come on in. Uh, let's go have a seat. Oh, I uh, I brought those scripts. Oh, you did? Yeah, you yeah. can just set those down anywhere. Okay. Yeah, we're not going to look at those for a little bit. Yeah, just have a cool seat. Uh, office. It's um pretty um bare, and there's plastic wrap everywhere. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's it's uh, easy for uh, cleaning up, like, messes and stuff. I do okay. a lot of pressure cooking, and sometimes it goes badly. You just... Oh, uh, okay. Yep, that's the reason for that. Cool. So anyway, uh, hey, how's your um, how's your how's your how's your writing going? Ah, uh, you know, it's uh, I've been doing it for six months, you know, and six months I should be like famous by now, right? Like six months of work, like long time, yeah, but like yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. people well, aren't really what, liking. What do, you, uh, what do you write about mostly? Uh, you know, like stuff that pays a lot of money because all I care about is those dollars and so like murder right. you know murder yeah murder, okay good yeah. yeah I was gonna say murder good um hey here's a normal question sure what do you think about uh, why do people kill people oh okay so this is a writing exercise great um yeah, hmm. writing exercise <laughs> I don't know um money uh-huh. um sex mm-hmm Maybe uh, revenge. Revenge, yeah, yeah. We said that at the same time. Wow, weird. <laughs> um, Rev- but anyway, the oh, point I is, we were no, do it again. you're okay. wrong. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, the uh, point. I was gonna jump in there and say that all of those things are totally wrong. Classic amateur writer response. Oh, people yeah. murder people for. You know, to... I'm not an amateur. I've been doing this for six months. Oh so. yeah, have yeah. you sold anything? No. Then you're a fucking amateur. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Anyway, as the professional was saying, uh, people kill people for one reason, and that's for uh, living. So all of the things you said can be tied back to life and why they want it. Okay, you know what? I, I, this isn't coming out as articulate as I want. Just think about it for a little bit. I don't okay. Time. Um, question number two. Okay. Uh, would you kill somebody? Uh, no. That would be a hard no. I think. You don't think so? No. What if you had this gun right here in my hand? Oh, cool. Like a a prop gun. It's loaded. Ready to go. Like, haha. No, like, like, like like this is getting weird. Kind (laughs) of loaded gun. I'm holding one. Do you want to hold 
this loaded gun. Okay, I, I guess I can. Yeah, take it. Touch it. Hold it. Here you go. Oh yeah. It's actually kind of good because my hands are kind of sweaty, so it's mm. kind of cooling it down. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you feel the power, right? Exciting. Uh, I mostly feel it helping the temperature of my hands, but sure. Um, point it at me. I think I'm just gonna put it on the table. God, just please point it at me real quick, just for like one second. Okay. This is kind of my thing. Does this? Yeah, that's right. Nah, just think about it. You could just pull that trigger and fucking kill me right now. You could just blow my fucking brains out. Would you think that's hot or something? Oh yeah, that's kind of. That's my. I told you that's my thing. Okay, I. You know what? I think. Just I a few more seconds. I think I should probably. Go. Okay, give me the give me the gun back. Give me the gun back. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, yeah. All this right. isn't gonna be weird if I give it back to you. Nope. Right? Yeah. Uh what would you say if I do you have any money? Uh yeah, I have like a whole bunch of I have some money, like ten dollars oh, and some Chuck E. Cheese tokens. Yeah, Here. Give me that money. Okay, okay, great. Yeah, why'd you give me that money? I don't know. You asked me for money, so I gave you no, said you money. No, you gave it to me because you thought I was going to shoot you with this gun, right? Um, sure. Mm-hmm. It's still stuff. a writing Okay, yeah, writing exercise. Writing yeah, no, yeah, okay, yeah. What if I asked you to give me a kiss? Um, you're not really my type, but... But I, I'm like, I could, I could kill you, though. Okay, so, so just like... One. You know what I'm saying? This does does it have to be in a particular place? Can yeah. I like kiss your forehead? Uh, on my like... forehead. Okay. All right. I guess that's like Simba. Okay. <laughs> that's not too sexual, so I'm sure. Okay. Fine. Depends who you ask. All right. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Oh. Caller number two, you're on the line. Uh, hold, hold tight, Lois. Uh, hey, what's going on? Hey, it's Who's Harriet. This? Oh, Harriet. Yeah. I know, like, fucking, like, 26 Harriets. I see girls named Harriet all the time. You're going to have to be Oh, more my God. Specific. You're such a player. Yeah. It's Harriet from um, San Francisco. Um, you remember that one night at the bar and, like, the, the ashtray thing? Like, the thing we did with the ashtray? You remember that? Oh, uh, pfft. Crawford. Hey, Harriet Crawford, right. Totally, totally, totally. What's up? Long time no talk. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm calling you, because Hank called me and was like, you totally want to hook up, so I'm calling you right now, and yeah, what are you doing? Um, I'm kind of, Harriet, I'm kind of in the middle of something. I'm doing a radio play kind of thing. It's like a new age. You wouldn't understand. It's not your thing kind of thing. Oh, come on. You don't you, you, don't you want to, like, do, really do, do something with the ashtray again? You know? Uh, what did you do with that ashtray? I don't want to get into it. Um, it would be inappropriate for me to say. It's not appropriate for the airtime. You yeah. said Hank, Hank gave you my number? Yeah, he did. Uh, He's God. such a great friend. God bless. You want to like get a drink or something? Let me... no, no, can't. No can do. I can't. Can't make it. Uh, all right. Well, you're missing out. Yeah, missing out, I'm sure. I, I, yeah. Sorry, Harriet. Okay, well, I'm going to bug you tomorrow for sure. Oh yeah, totally. Let's uh, let's totally let's meet up and get coffee sometime or something like that. Totally, real soon. Okay. Promise. All okay. Right. All right. Tomorrow. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Ugh. God, you, you ever get that? Bitches, right? So annoying. Like, get off the phone. 
Ugh. Okay, where was I? We were talking about like the gun. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, anyway, I'm still holding this gun, and you probably feel real uncomfortable. I, I do, yeah. If this was like a, if he, this wasn't a writing exercise, and you were like a creepy dude who called me over at four in the morning, I'd probably like beg you not to shoot me. Yeah, what would you, yeah, what would you do if I were going to shoot you? I don't know. I know that's kind of what you just said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I no, I probably like the question. get on my hands and knees. I'd probably tell you that you're going to die in an electric chair, that I have a small baby at home, which I don't. I would just lie, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. make it feel bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, say like I have so much to live for, you know, Offer them sexual favors. I don't know, bro. I don't know what you want. Would you? Okay. Well, the forehead, if another forehead kiss would be tempting, but the rest of that stuff just wouldn't even sway me at all. Like, not even a little bit. Okay. Someone about to kill somebody. All right. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to uh, just level with you real quick. Okay. I, uh, you're, uh, I'm not appreciated. And your dad, he just like, beats me. Uh, I'm writing. Uh, oh, I'm, well, here's what I'm going to do I'm going to show you a new story that I'm writing. Yeah. Okay. It's about a guy who writes murder stories for the radio. Sounds like you. Okay. You're kind of jumping the gun a little bit. All right. So just bear with me. It's okay. a guy who may or may not be me, okay. but he writes stories for the radio and he writes murder stories and he's really fucking like awesome at it and really good. And is all the he stories or are is super... he just like kind no, of mar- really... mediocre? What? No, he's really good, but his producer guy is a total dick and doesn't know what he's talking about and just likes lame stuff that everybody else puts out doesn't even get how like cool and creative is at all Mm -hmm. um so that guy plans to get his producer on a real radio show and kill him on a real show in reality like a murder where he kills somebody on the murder show so like a, a real thing yeah and surprise, that is me, and I am doing that. So that's so that gun is real. That's right. Yes, it is. You real. know what? I should really. Oh, I'm like really tired, and no I should probably way. go. Absolutely no. You you you're not leaving. This is a life and death situation. <laughs> yeah, big surprise, big okay. turn. Is there anything uh, I can? Yeah, I you can, can do? call. Yeah, you can call your dad. No, no, I'm not going to call my dad. Call your dad right now. Okay, fine. Yeah, okay, dial the number. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm just going to be right here. You talk to him. Bling. Hey, hey, I if I've told you once, I've told you a million times, you leave the pizza on the living room floor, and you take the $20 off the stool. Why do you pizza people all feel... Dad, Dad, it's not. Also, why are you maybe? ordering pizza at 4:30 a.m.? You're diabetic. I, I, I would like to have a post pizza, a post soak pizza. Baby, oh. are you okay? What are you calling so late? Um, no, I'm not okay. I'm, uh, I'm actually at Mr. Turner's office. The creep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought he worked with you. Um, I just uh. Tell him you're sick. I have. Sick. I just got my period. It is like the Red Sea. Oh, I, I um, really need you to come get me and oh. maybe bring like a like a super extra large tampon or a menstrual cup or Oh, honey, first of all, you know how I feel about you getting your period. I'm against it. 
And second of all, uh, if there's no ambulances around, I, uh, what? Uh, Dad, I'm not phone. getting. Give me the oh, phone. Okay. Oh, what were you gonna say? No, you say one more thing. Okay. No, I was okay. just saying that you know I'm getting blood all over. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, uh, hey, 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 uh, Ken, it's me, Chris. Hey, your daughter's here. I don't want to get into it, but you need to come pick her up right now. It is a uh, murder scene in here. <laughs> yeah. I, d I don't want to get into it either because I just got a new Model T. And, uh, you know, it upsets hey, me. Dad, just put the towels down, okay? Oh, you would, you would love to ruin my new towels. I, uh, you've been waiting for the day to ruin my towels, sweetheart. You know what? I'm going to come over there and, I wanna, and I'm going to have some serious questions for both of you. Okay. So I'm on my way now. Hurry. Click. Okay, your dad should be here soon. Just 20 minutes. Um... Yeah, that Model T is pretty slow. Maybe the horse, no, no, yeah. Horses are actually faster. I don't know why he had to oh, get yeah, a car. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes went by. More like 30. We played Scrabble. Um, Ken, uh, my boss, came in, not knowing what was going on. Oh, oh, hey, Ken. Hey, what? What are you? What are you doing here? Yeah, so? take a seat. I've got a gun. And there's a chair right there for you. Dad, he uh, he called me over here in the pretense that he was going to help me with my writing. And then he made me give him my $10 in Chuck E. Cheese tokens. And then he made me kiss him on the forehead. And then he said he was going to kill you. Right. And I'm sorry I called you here, but I figured that was the only way for me not to die in this situation. I'm, I'm not... Mad, I'm disappointed. Um, but I don't actually have my period, okay, so you're look, not can that you guys work this out Okay, okay well, this then... is about me killing you. You know why? So I was at a 10, but if you're not on your period, I'm at a 2. What? In terms you're of what? Kill How me? upset you are? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'm about to kill you, so ratchet it right back up to a 10 there, buddy. Yeah, what? that's I... right. Okay. Uh... uh... You don't like my plays, so now I'm going to make you part of the play. Uh, this is, I'm going to be honest, this is bad storytelling. This hey. is why I fired you. No. Oh, God, that's the thing that makes me angriest. See, I, I told you that you're mediocre at best. Hey, you know what? It's, this is, professionals are talking, okay, sweetheart? Sell a play and then come fucking, yeah. I don't need uh, comments from the peanut gallery. So... Uh, yeah, so you this... got about a minute and a half before the commercial thing or whatever comes on, because that's how you like things always done. Ironic, isn't it? Mm. Irony. See, you don't get that irony. Mm. The great play. Mm. So this is your this is your plan. This is your great ending. Mm? Yeah, that's right. It is. Well, there's there's no surprise ending, and you know I, lo I loves me a surprise ending. Oh yeah, you're... fuck no surprise. You idiot! Hey, shut up! <laughs> God, here's the problem. Chris, what? You got, you got no boys to soak. You're a coward. You're a weak little coward. <laughs> and you're not gonna pull that trigger. Yeah, uh, yeah, I will. You think I won't? I'll pull it. I'll pull it right now. I'll show you. Oh, I'll tussle with you right now. Oh, let's tussle. I'm, I'm nice and loose. I'm Guys, please don't fight. We're doing it. We're fighting now. Let go. 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 What? <laughs> 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 you always 
had to change the ending. What a hammy fucking death. Phew, he's uh, he's dead, not you. Good. Yes. I wasn't hoping to get um, your money when you're dead or anything like that. I'll just wait a couple more years. Well, okay, that... We'll circle back on that. We, I, there's literally a corpse here, and so we got to figure this shit out quick. Well, yeah, I can, I actually go home now, because at this point it's like 5 a.m., and it's uh, just slightly past my bedtime. Lois, I swear to God. I have to I soak swear the ladies. To God. Lois, in what context of a murder do you get to just go home right after it happens the cops are going to come and uh i need to find what we in the business call evidence to make sure i don't go to jail for life oh well, that's kind of convenient because he recorded this whole thing and think he like hid all this stuff behind a flower i mean i could see it pretty obviously but oh chris you stupid bitch uh you just exonerated me let's okay before let's play the tapes okay and then, and I then know. I can go soak the girls. I, honestly, I don't. I what have I said about discussing the female form? I don't care for it. Now let's pop on this tape. Hey, listeners for ninety nine seven, welcome to Murder, 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 my radio show about real murders. Tonight there's going to be a real live murder. That looks like pretty good evidence. Yeah. No. This is. This is garbage, but it'll help. 